Hey there! Welcome to Building Your Best Career, a podcast for professionals looking to find their voice, define their brand, and maximize their impact. Episodes are a collection of lessons from real life, interviews with people doing incredible things, tips and tools to get you on your way to realizing your infinite career possibilities. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Building Your Best Career. So I've been talking to a lot of folks that are either starting new jobs or we've talked about this quite a bit, talking about managing their time. They're overwhelmed with time. Summer's coming. Folks are kind of transitioning back into the office. I've had a couple clients that have started new jobs and time management seems to be a sticking point forever. It's just always a sticking point with making sure that we don't go overboard either when we're brand new in a position, brand new with a new company, or we've been there for 20 years and we just can't seem to say no to things. I talk to so many people and their day is meetings, 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 and, and we talk about when am I going to do my work? When am I going to do all of the, the tasks that come up in these meetings? I can't find any time in my schedule to meet. And the first thing I'm going to say before we dig into this is remember through the whole course of this episode that you are the one making decisions for what goes on your calendar. And I know you're sitting there now and you're saying, Kelly, people send me invites and they just get on my calendar. My boss sets meetings and I have to go. I understand that. But at the end of the day, whose calendar are we talking about here? We're talking about your calendar. If you are busy or have something else on your calendar, unless it's something monumental that the boss is saying you must be there, your calendar is your calendar. So if it's booked, people are going to look for other times to schedule things. If they send you a time when they need to meet with you, there are things that you can say if your calendar is already booked at that time. And we're going to talk about those things today. So a couple of quick and easy tips that you can do to maintain those boundaries with respect to your calendar are the things that we're going to talk about today. So the first thing is block time on your calendar for those tasks. If you come out of a meeting and you've got three things that you need to do by the end of the day, the first thing you should do when you get back to your desk or when you get off of that Zoom call is go to your calendar and block an hour to get those things done. You've just been tasked with an hour or two hours worth of work. Go to your calendar, find some time, and block it. Now, I get it. You've come out of the meeting. Maybe the rest of your day is just a bunch of meetings. Take a look at those meetings. Give it a hard look. Do you need to be in all of those meetings? Do you serve an integral function at those meetings? If it's something you can just log into and participate, then you have to be on. You have to be in it. You have to be focused. You can't be working at the same time. If it's something where it's just a presence, you can be working while you're on that Zoom call. Okay. If you're in the office, obviously you can't be doing that. But if you're not serving an integral purpose, think twice about whether or not you need to be there and think twice about why you feel you need to be there. Do you feel you need to be there just because you're curious about what's going on? Could you get the meeting notes afterwards or talk to a colleague about what's going on? Or do you really need to be there? I find that so often I talk to folks and they feel they need to be in every single meeting because they need to know what's going on in every single aspect. And I understand that. But at the same time, 
you are making the decision that you would rather know what's going on with your colleagues work than do your own work and then you're gonna have to do your work at night so these are decisions that we're making about our time management and then we're upset that we don't have enough time to do our work because we're deciding that we need to be a lurker and meetings that we may not need to be in if you need to be in the meeting fine obviously a different scenario but take a look at your calendar and figure out what meetings what recurring meetings you're always in what recurring meetings you host can you shorten them can you adjust them think about how you are managing your calendar and where you're going when you have a list of tasks that you need to get done again block time in your calendar for these if your calendar is anything like most of the places I ever worked people have access to see when you're busy and when you're not there are obviously some organizations that they can see exactly what you're doing on your calendar and if that's the situation and you want to be creative with the titles of whatever it is that you're blocking because you're concerned that someone's going to be upset that you're blocking your time for your work then that's an as-needed situation right but in general if you have 10 tasks to do and you've got meetings through the rest of the week say today's Tuesday let's think about Wednesday Thursday Friday you have pockets on your calendar that are open right now and you have a lot of tasks that you're probably going to have to work at on the weekend so why not block an hour each day when you can find it to get those tasks done if someone comes to you and says hey I saw that you're busy at this time I need to schedule a meeting do you think this will work gosh I'm really sorry it looks like I'm already booked at that time but feel free to take a look at my calendar and choose any other time that works for you you're not telling them you are not interested in their meeting you're not telling them you won't come to their meeting you're just saying hey look my calendar's busy at that time I can't move things around for you feel free to look at it and pick any other time that works for you the key here is to make sure one that you're polite and respectful about it but you're firm my calendar is my calendar this is what's going on you're not blocking your calendar so that you can sit in your office and take a nap you're blocking your calendar because you have work that needs to get done and you need to be able to focus and do it well the key being in that situation that when you take that hour you need to get your work done you need to focus you need to shut your door you need to turn the phone off you need to pay attention and get whatever it is that you need to get done in that time be productive the other thing about that time is that if you are blocking your time on a Monday at 2 o'clock and then a Thursday at 3 o'clock, it doesn't always have to be the same time. You don't have to have office hours unless that works for you. You could maybe do from 9 a.m. till 10.30 Monday through Friday, block your calendar. Those are the times when I have do not disturb on my calendar because that's when I work well and I want to get my stuff done. If that works for you and your organization and, and the way it's structured, fantastic. Block that time and guard it. Do not allow anybody to encroach upon that time unless it's an emergency that you feel is warranted to bump it out of place. One of the things to think about when you're looking at your calendar is you are always weighing options. Whatever is on your calendar now you feel has the highest priority 
When someone else offers you something else for that time, you are now making a decision, which is a higher priority? Is it a higher priority for me to go and sit in this meeting with this person or run this meeting or whatever it is? Or is it a higher priority for me to get this project done? You get to decide which is more important, but you are making a direct decision between those two things. Which is more important? You are prioritizing meeting over work or work over meeting, whichever it is. And when you look at those types of questions in that respect, sometimes it makes it a little bit easier to make the decision because, oh, well, I, I really want to go to that meeting. I'm very curious about what's happening, but I have to get this done because it's done by the end of the day and that's the priority. So therefore that has to stay on my calendar. If you can schedule the meeting for a different time, I'd love to come. Otherwise, please send me a meeting summary, meeting notes. I'll chat with you about it afterwards. Maybe we can block 15 minutes on my calendar. You can stop by and debrief me, whatever it may be. But when you're thinking about the, the decisions that you're making, think about it that way. Think about the scales, right? On one side, you've got option A. On the other side, you've got option B. Which is more important? And if you've got projects and tasks and things that have to get done that are on a deadline, Often they're more important, but they get pushed. And then by extension, think about the other decision that you're making there. Because you're making the decision that now I've prioritized this meeting to come ahead of my tasks, which will now come ahead of my personal time. My time with family, my time with friends, my time with kids, my time off work, whatever it may be. You're now pushing that even further down because later in the day when you have to knock off work at five o'clock, six o'clock, seven o'clock, whatever time it is, you have to make the decision, me time or work time. And if those tasks need to get done, you're going to put you behind that. Okay. So think about these things when you are accepting meetings on your calendar, when you're already full. The next thing is answering emails and phone calls on the weekend. Do not answer emails or phone calls on the weekend. Unless you've been told that you are expected to be available on the weekends, do not assume that it's implied. Often we, we get into this place where we assume that we should be available all the time. The work hours are Monday through Friday unless they told you when you got hired that we work nights and weekends. Obviously, if you have a job that works seven days a week and you have responsibilities, that's a different scenario because you knew that going in that you were going to work nights and weekends. But if you work a regular nine to five kind of job and you're taking work home on the weekends to get caught up, that's on you because you're not managing your time during the week as well as you could be. If you need to work weekends, if you have work that you need to get caught up on, maybe your, your team is crunching on something, fine. But plan specific times to work. Again, let your team know, hey, I, I know we got to get this done this weekend. I'm willing to work on Saturday from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. I'll be working at those times. If you need anything, feel free to reach out during 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Or I'll be working Saturday and Sunday from 3 p.m. to 5 p.m. Feel free to reach out during those times. I'll be online 3 p.m. to 5 p.m. And then be online and responsive between 3 p.m. and 5 p.m. Not at 7 p.m. or 6 a.m. Let the emails come in and at 3 p.m. when you said you would be online, be online, check your emails, be responsive, and do what you need to do. 
respond in those weekend those windows. Do not say things like, I'll be around this weekend if you need anything. Because now you have just opened it up that you are on call 24 hours a day, all weekend long. Now, if that's the way you like to work, if you want to be busy all weekend doing work, then obviously the situation is different. But if you're one of these folks that is saying, I can't believe I had to work another weekend. I didn't want to work this weekend. These are ways so that you don't have to work all weekend. If, if you are not hired to work on the weekend, don't work on the weekends. And I get that this is easier said than done if you've been in this situation for a long time. If you're brand new at a job, it's a lot easier to set these boundaries. And I encourage anybody that's new in their job to set these boundaries from the start. You can always expand your hours as you grow with the organization, as you see the workload, as the workload expands, you can always inch those further if you need to work on the weekends or you can always work on the weekends and, and not be answering emails just so that you can catch up on your own time. It's very hard to walk it back for many people if you've already set these expectations that you're going to be available all nights and weekends. However, that doesn't mean that you cannot walk them back, and I'm going to talk about that now. Just like any other bad habit, walking things like this back can either be two ways. You can rip the Band-Aid off, or you can do it slowly. The key is to commit to yourself that you will do it, create a plan, and then achieve the goal. So if you have historically worked, whenever emails come in, your phone just buzzes and you sit down and stop whatever it is that you're doing with your friends or family or for yourself and sit down and start working or sit down and start answering. Slowly walk that back. You can give it an hour. Then next week, give it two hours. Then next week, maybe you wait a day before you respond. Okay? Slowly walk it back so that you're weaning these people off of the expectation that you are always going to be responsive at their beck and call. The other option is to just stop. Just decide, you know what, I, I'm not going to be available nights and weekends anymore. You can let your team know. You can make an announcement that this is what you're, you're doing, that it's gotten a little out of hand, that you find that you're spending all of your nights and weekends working, so you're going to try and cut that out this summer. You're going to cut this back. So perhaps you'll check your email once before bed on Saturday night for an hour, once for an hour on Sunday night just to triage anything that comes up that's super urgent. But other than that, you're not going to be available to work this weekend. Okay? Both ways are going to feel hard. Both ways, I can already feel you over there scratching your head saying, there's no way I can do that. There's no way I can do that. What, how, how am I going to do that? How am I going to, they're going to think I'm a slacker. They're going to think I'm not doing my job. Again, we're talking about weekends. You get paid to work Monday through Friday if that's what you were hired to do. If you were hired to work weekends, then this is a different conversation. If you're hired to work Monday through Friday and get your job done, you need to manage your time better because you're not getting your work done when it should be getting done. Cut back on the meetings, block your calendar so that you can be doing your tasks. Even if you have to work an extra hour in the morning or an extra half hour, maybe you have to work through lunch. I don't, frankly, I don't encourage that because I think again, then you're just flexing your boundaries in other ways. Now you're allowing it to seep in here. 
think about this. If you have so much work all of the time that you have to work nights and weekends through your lunch, get in early, get in late, perhaps you should be looking at how to delegate some of that work. Find somebody in your office that you can share some of this work with. If you have an intern or someone junior on your team, someone that you can help grow and groom and mentor so that they can start learning how to do these things and take on some of these responsibilities. Think back when you were first starting your career. If you're in a position where you're supposed to be delegating some of your tasks and you're not doing it because it's too much work to delegate because they won't do it right or they won't do it the way you think it should be done, think about when you started out and were twiddling your thumbs because no one wanted to take a chance on having you mess up their work. Think about that person that did start giving you work and put their faith in you and gave you a shot to be able to prove yourself so you could take on more and more responsibility. Some of us had to fight harder than others to get work because you were surrounded with people that might not share because they were worried about the ramifications if the work didn't get done correctly. So think about that when you're not sharing the work with some of the more junior staff. Now, if you don't have people to delegate with, and you still have all of that work, if you have 20 hours worth of work on Friday, you are still gonna have 20 hours worth of work on Monday. And I, I love it because I'll talk to folks and they'll be like, but then Kelly, now by Tuesday, I'll have 40 hours worth of work, and Wednesday I'm gonna have 60 hours worth of work. I get that it compounds. But the way you just described to me, you are always, always going to have too much work, if that's the case. So you need to learn to prioritize what is the most important work that needs to get done. You need to triage what has to get done today. And those are the tasks that we do today. What has to get done tomorrow? Those are the tasks that get done tomorrow. If you're always going to be behind because you have too much work, then it's a mindset shift. We just have to shift our mind to think about the fact that we're always going to have too much work to get done in a day. So now we're just picking and choosing what is at the top that has to be done right now. What is the highest priority? What is the, the, the best thing that I can be doing with my time now? There's always going to be more. Tomorrow I'm going to have that work. So me staying until 8 o'clock is not going to clear my plate because my plate is never going to be clear. And I think a lot of times, look, I'll, I'll be honest, I worked this way for years, thinking if I just work a couple more hours, I'll be caught up. If I just work a couple more hours, I was never caught up. I was never caught up. Because the minute you get caught up, it's either in our nature to take on more work, or in the boundaries that we've set, or the 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 way that our position is set up, that there's always going to be more work, always going to be more work. So you're never going to be caught up. You need to find a way to operate in that area of abundance of work so that you are prioritizing and taking care of the most important things to get them done. And then at five o'clock or six o'clock, you need to say, okay, it's going to be there tomorrow. I took care of the things that I could today. Tomorrow's going to be another busy day. I'll take care of the things I can take care of tomorrow. Friday, I'm going to take care of the things that I can take care of on that day. And guess what? On Monday, there's still going to be a pile on my desk. 
So Monday I'll come in and I'll take care of the pile on my desk. In some respects, think about it as job security. They need somebody to do all of this work. And as long as you are maintaining and keeping up with the flow, you're doing the best that you can. There are only so many hours in the day and there's only so many hours in the day that you're working. We make decisions about our time and where we're spending it. And sometimes it's a little bit of arrogance that we feel that we're the only ones that can get this done. We have to get this done before the end of the day. We have to get this done before the end of the week. We have to work all weekend long because this work is so important. Think about it. Is it really that important? Were you given a deadline to get this done? Can you extend the deadline? Can you work with the deadline? When someone offered you this work, were you realistic in setting the deadline? Were you realistic in committing whether or not you could get the work done in the amount of time it takes to get the work done? These again, these are all decisions that we're making with our time when we're setting expectations with the people that we're working with. If you've already got a full plate and someone comes to you on Friday with a project that sounds interesting and you say, oh sure, I can take that on. Now, think about the implications of that decision. You've now just said that you can take that on. You've already got a full plate. Sure, it might be an interesting project, but think about when you're committing to have it done. Are you committing to have it done by Monday? Are you committing to have it done by Wednesday? Are you committing to have it done in two weeks? How long is it going to take that project? As you're weighing that decision point there, you are now deciding, I'm going to take this project and it's going to take precedence either over other projects that I already agreed to, or it's going to take precedence over my free time with my friends or family. You are making a decision about where that fits. And then on Saturday, when you're stuck inside working instead of going to a kid's sporting event or out with your spouse or just sitting around the house doing nothing and you're grumbling, you made that decision to take that project on. You prioritized either dazzling your boss or getting the fun project or the opportunity to shine for a promotion. You made the decision to place that ahead of your time off. Not necessarily the wrong decision, but we have to think about the fact that we made that decision. So when we're frustrated and we have no time management, and we're burnt out because we keep saying yes to these projects. There's, there's a pattern here. There's a, there's a path for how you got from not having enough work to having too much work to not having enough time. A lot of this is tricky. I get that a lot of this is very, very tricky when it comes to work. Okay. I get that we want to do our very best at work. We want to demonstrate that we are up to the challenge. We want to demonstrate that we can be available and be hard workers and get ahead. Many of us are looking to get a promotion or get a raise or just impress the boss. Perhaps you're new at the job and you want to make sure that you demonstrate that you are the right person for the position that you were hired for. This doesn't mean that you need to give up your free time all of the time. This doesn't mean that you need to put your job ahead of your health and your family. This means that you need to be thoughtful in how you are making decisions about 
how much time it takes to do tasks, how much time you are able to work, and when to say, I'm going to have to get back to you on that. I'm not sure I have enough bandwidth right now to take on that extra project. Again, you're not saying no. And I think a lot of folks will say to me, well, I can't turn that work down. I can't, I can't tell my boss no. Did you hear what I said? You didn't say no. You said, please let me check with my calendar and make sure that I have enough bandwidth to do the job correctly, to do a good job on that, to make sure that I can meet your needs, to make sure that I can take that on. You're just letting them know that, hey, I have a very busy schedule and I need to take a beat. I need to check and see if I can reasonably fit this in my calendar. And if you can't fit it in your calendar, go back and say, hey, I really have a lot on my plate next week. Is it possible that I could get this to you in two weeks or three weeks or whatever it is, three days, four days, however much time, but ask them for the amount of time that you need to make sure that you are still managing your time so that you have that time off. Make sure that you're building into that schedule your time off, your lunch break, your evening off, your Saturday at your kid's sports game, whatever it may be. Make sure that you are building that into the expectations that you're setting with the timelines that you're giving. The last thing I want to suggest is that if you cannot resist picking up your phone and checking for emails and checking for calls from the boss, first thing, I want to encourage you to, at all times, always try to have a separate phone for work. I know this is highly controversial, and frankly, I debated on whether or not even to mention it on the podcast because I think that I talk to so many people that have very strong opinions one way or another. I feel very strongly that work should be separate than social, personal, whatever it may be. The idea that nowadays many companies want to just put their information on your phone and they have access to your phone... that brings up a whole other a whole other topic for another podcast. But in general, having your work be able to reach you at any time on your personal phone, I think creates a lot of challenges for people with respect to time management because we have that phone with us and it's very hard when it starts buzzing and you see the boss's name on there to not answer it. So if you have a separate device for work, You can put that in the drawer at home when you're not working. Turn it off, turn it on mute, whatever it may be. It doesn't mean you can't go and check it. Like we said early on, hey, Saturday I'm going to be on from 3 to 5. So on Saturday you go to that drawer, you pull out that phone, and you check. And that's when you answer those phone calls. That's when you answer those emails. If you have it coming to your one device that is your personal device, if you cannot resist picking up the phone in off hours, try using the Do Not Disturb or the Nighttime function. Depending on what type of phone you have, they all have this function where you can filter what calls and messages come through when. So you can set your phone to only take calls from your friends and family for certain hours during the week, during the night. So that way you won't be tempted because those emails and phone calls will go directly to your voicemail or to your inbox and then you can check them at the time that you set for when you will be working as opposed to being in the middle of your kid's sporting event and the phone calls and you feel that itch in your palm that, oh my gosh, it might be something urgent. I might have to, I, I, I just can't not answer this phone call. Okay. 
make a recording that's very polite, very respectful. Appreciate you calling me. Not able to reach the phone right now. Please leave a detailed message. I'll call you whenever. I'll call you between these hours. You can you can set your message if it's a work phone. I'll reach back out to you between these hours and these hours. You can set an out of office on your email that says, I am out of the office. I will be responding to emails within 24 hours or within six hours, whatever it may be. I worked for years in a position where my job was seven days a week, 24 hours a day, pretty much because I had teams around the world and the time zones and there was constant movements, people flying, people going places, people working on things on nights and weekends. So I needed to be available in case there was an issue. However, I always had messages on my email and on my voicemail indicating, one, what time zone I was in, when you could expect to hear back from me, if there was going to be a delay for time. And it makes a big difference. People read that and say, oh, okay, well, I know exactly when they're going to get back to me. Great. So you put in your out of office. I'm out of the office. I will get back to you in six to eight hours, 24 hours. I'll get back to you on Monday. I'll get back to you on Sunday evening. Whenever you expect that you want to be able to get back to these folks, I will be answering emails on Saturday and Sunday from three to five. Expect a response in that window. Okay. Letting people know, setting the expectation makes a huge difference because it's not you just leaving it open so that people wonder, gosh, when will I hear back? When will I hear back? They got an instant response that says, you will hear back from me between this time and this time. And then do it. Answer them back this time and this time. The out of office is a great tool on your email that you can use. And again, the same with your voicemail. Update your voicemail regularly. This is when you can expect to hear back from me. Setting expectations is really important to our time management. And doing it from the start is a huge advantage. If you're new in a position, new in a role, new in a company, set those expectations from the beginning. Set those boundaries and stick to them. Once you start flexing the boundaries, people think that they can push them. And people will try to push them regardless. It's human nature. We always want more than we can have. One, one scoop of ice cream, I want two. We always want more than we can have. It's human nature, so you just want to push back and say, nope, as I mentioned, I work until 5 p.m. I have commitments after that. I'm happy to meet with you tomorrow morning. First thing, feel free to choose any other time on my calendar. If you've been in your position for a while and you're trying to amend bad behavior, bad habits with respect to your calendar and your timekeeping, rip the Band-Aid off, let everybody know, hey, summer's coming. I've gotten to a point now where I'm overwhelmed with work. My time management work-life balance is in the, in the crapper and I need to work on this. So I'm going to be really reining it in this summer. You're not going to hear from me as much on nights and weekends. It doesn't mean I'm not around. It doesn't mean I'm working. I'm going to get my stuff done. I just need to do it within the confines of the time that I set. Or do it gradually and just slowly be less and less responsive during the times that you're supposed to be off of work. All right. I hope that you are able to 
take some of these things and incorporate them into your, your schedule. Because as I mentioned, it's the weather's getting nicer, summer's coming. We had a really rough year last year, and I think that boundaries and time management really got so out of whack because it was difficult to walk away from the computer, both because we were so available and because we had nothing else to do being stuck in the house. So it was really easy to let all of those boundaries and all of those those organizational and time management structures that we may have had in place before really get a little bit sloppy. So good luck on reining those in and taking some of these tips so that you can take back control of your calendar and getting some time for you this summer. Have a great week. All right. So thanks for listening to Building Your Best Career. I hope you enjoyed it. Head on over to buildingyourbestcareer.com and subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Feel free to drop me a note with any topics you'd like to hear about or if you'd like to be a guest on an episode. And please go ahead and recommend me to your friends. Until next time, always remember to stand up and be confident. Stand by all that you do and say with integrity and stand out because after all, there's only one you.